Hi, Onyx fam. Welcome to the Onyx Life, where change comes with challenge. My name is Merthel. And I'm Rita. Every episode, we take you on a journey, moving you from the struggle life to the Onyx life, creating happy homes and financial empires. Today, we will be talking about the power of thoughts. So, hun, remember that time that we went to that cake maker when we were planning on our wedding? Yes. She was quite an interesting character. Right. When we came into the room, we started looking at all these cakes that we wanted. And I remember, because I have West Indian roots, I wanted like black cake, like rum cake. Rum cake, yes. And you were like, no, I don't want that cake. And she's like, no, 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 I got rum cake. I have rum cake. Well, I and don't I even got, think... I got excited. Yeah, but at that point, I did not know what black cake was or your version of rum cake. When you said rum cake, I was thinking the kind of rum cake that I had when I went to um, the Cayman Islands. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm, I like that. This right. is awesome. And so she said, yes, I have rum cake. So I was like, oh, great. It's perfect. Let's have it. Exactly. And then, of course, she didn't have like samples for us. She just basically said, OK, these are the list of cakes. And then she was going to go and make them. And so what ended up happening was she said, OK, come back tomorrow. I have so much to do. I have oh, she was going on and on about how many things that she had to do. But she said, I think I can get it all done. And she was going to go to the grocery store, pick up all that stuff. And then we would be able to come back, I think, in the evening, the next day or the following day. And then we would be able to taste the cakes. Mm -hmm. Well, you know. We have to keep in mind, I'm not quite sure why you expected her to make your your black cake. We got married in the South. She was not of that uh, persuasion at all. So I don't even <laughs> think she even knew what you were talking about. And clearly she didn't because... Right. And some of the audience yeah. may not know what I'm talking about. But rum cake for uh, Jamaican is... You know, uh, you put rum in it, but it's like a black cake. <laughs> it's like it's, a fruit cake. And it's very thick and it has like this white icing with these little silver balls. It, it goes down like cement. Sorry. <laughs> that's just that's just my opinion. I don't it's, particularly like it's it. It's one of those things where if you don't have black cake, then it's almost like, you know, you didn't get married. <laughs> it's like, you know, there was no wedding ring. And there it's was no, so true. There's no black cake. What? What? We're not married until we have some black cake stuffed in our mouth. It's true because, you know, even though... We ended up not getting that version of rum cake. We got more of the version that I was thinking of, which was just a regular cake that had a rum flavoring. Right. It wasn't and, even dark. It was like some light cake. It was, was regular cake. Was it was so, good. I was so disappointed. I was happy. <laughs> I was very happy. And so it was funny because all of Merthel's family and friends who are of West Indian descent they all were like, where's the black cake? Where's the rum cake? Right. And um, he was like, he didn't know what to say. He's like, well, you know, eh, what can we do? Anyhow, we're, we're in the South. Anyhow, that's kind of we kind of like got off the point of stopping. <laughs> but, but the point of the story is, is that the power of thoughts and what thoughts can do. And um, and then she so she started telling us this story when we came back to taste the cake. And she started telling us the story about how she went to go get the materials and how somebody stole her car. Mm -hmm. she we were so surprised. We were like, someone stole your car? I and mean, the thing is, we're in a nice little town. So it was just like, what? You went into the grocery store and somebody stole your car? I mean, my mind was going a mile a minute. Like, man, I got to be really careful. <laughs> exactly. But so she get, she comes out. She gets all her material. She comes out. She can't find her car anywhere. She calls the police. The police come. They write a police report. Um, they asked her the make model of the car and then they actually said to her, well, you know what? This car actually is something that had been, you know, been stolen quite a few times. There's a high rate of this car being uh, stolen. So they asked her if they would if she would like them to drop her home. And she was like, nah, I'll, I'll just call my daughter and she can pick me up with the van. So so she calls her daughter and she's sitting on the curb and she's just kind of like really, you know, she's down getting herself. down on herself. She's saying. Why did this happen to me? What did I do to deserve this? How could this happen right now? This is so not a good time for any of these things to happen. Oh, all the material is in me. the sun. Her, yeah, all just, spoiling, you know, yeah. because the, the, the southern heat is on it. And the cops are there. People are, you know what happens when cops are with you. People, 
and and I'm only saying this for like let's say if you got a ticket, but let you know people like to look and see what's going on. Is she being what arrested? happened? What's what she doing she do? sitting down on the curb? Did she? Did she? I know it. Did she shoplift? You <laughs> right, know right, because right. she has a pile of groceries and her hair is disheveled. Her head is in her hands, and I mean she's just down. It was a hot mess. It really was a hot mess. And um, but you know. And, and she didn't. And to make matters worse, she didn't want to get in the back of a police car and make it look like she's being taken away. Right. So she's like, you know, let me call my daughter. Right. You know, and have my daughter pick me up. And so she calls her daughter and she's like, uh, honey, you know what? I had a horrible day. You know, the police is here. What happened? You know, well, you know what? The, 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 the car got stolen and I needed to come pick me up with a van. And her daughter was like, mom, you drove the van and the irony of it all <laughs> i mean it was so funny the irony of it all is that she was sitting right beside her van having a horrible day right beside her vehicle i mean her day stopped her day was ruined she had the worst day it was a nightmare but she was right beside her solution if everything her day could have just continued to go on in a positive way but somehow her trend of thoughts started to go down the wrong path. And, you know, many of us, we have a fork in the road. And there's two ways that we can go. Either we can allow our mind to take us down the right way where it's going to bring us to success, or we can allow our minds to take us way off course and we will end up being lost. And the saddest thing about it is, is that it just did not have to happen. No, it didn't. She seems to have practice the art of negative thinking because why was it so easy for her to not see her car and then jump into somebody stole my van or my car because maybe had she paused maybe had she been a more positive thinker she might have given herself a moment to remember oh i took the van but no she rushed right into the negative thoughts and even when she was telling us this story she's trying to convey to us that she i think acknowledged that had she thought more positively and took a moment, she could have seen what was right in front of her face that whole entire time. Right. Exactly. I don't know. Um, that day, when I think about it, I think about that story and I've thought about that story many times after. And I'm just so glad that I was able to just have that story imprinted in my mind because it's such a stark reminder that we have to be very careful of our thoughts because our thoughts are powerful. I just wish, thinking back now, that I had manifested some black cake, though. Honestly, yeah. I just wish. <laughs> I, I wish that I had this this you, this you knowledge had... that I had because I would have manifested some black cake. She'd have got went there, made sure she got you know all the ingredients for some black cake, some no. real rum cake. You've had enough black cake over the years, <laughs> and it's never gotten any better. <laughs> Sorry to all the Jamaicans and West Indians out there, but no. So, positive thoughts. Positive thoughts, yeah. One of the things that I try to do, even in our relationship and in our life and our career, is actually focus on positive thoughts. I used to really not think about it. I used to just live my life and if I was feeling negative and, you know, stay in that negative. If I was feeling good for a second, hey, I'm feeling good. Right. I didn't really have a lot of intention behind my thoughts. It actually really started... I've had moments, I should say this. I should have, I've had moments where I've had certain intention, intentional thoughts, positive intentional thoughts. For example, when we were first married, I said, and this is when we're college students, we didn't have a car. And I said, you know, Marthel, I really think we need a car. We need a car. And he was like, uh, where are we going to get a car? You know, right. we're still, we're, we're, in, we're in school. We got to graduate. I was thinking more like, I don't want my, you know, my girlfriend, soon to be wife, to be so focused on something that I could not provide for her. So I would rather have discouraged her from focusing on getting a car so that I would not discourage her. That's right. We weren't married yet, actually. So... He was talking in a way that's like, just just stop talking about it. Stop thinking about it. So, you know, we would, as a couple, we would um, pray every day. And at the end of our prayer, I would say, and please provide us with a car. <laughs> and he would just, I could feel the annoyance. Why are you talking about this car? Like, you're not, like, just stop. And um, he wasn't, like, angry with me or anything, but I don't think that I registered at, that it was, 
playing on his insecurity or his feeling of inadequacy at that point that he could not provide a car. Needless to say, though, I would say what? In a few weeks? Yeah. In a few weeks. It it didn't take long at all. In a few weeks, he gets a call out of the blue from his dad. And his dad said, I am driving you down a car. I figured that you might need a car right now because, you know, you're going to get married soon. Right. And I just rejoiced. I I felt that that was the answer to my (laughs) prayer. Right. And again, it's about positive thoughts. I didn't know how I was going to get it. I didn't know when we were going to get it. I just knew we needed it. And I knew to put it out there that I and I believe in prayer. And so I said, I'm going to pray about this. Right. And and, and because we're Christians, we uh, believe in prayer. Um, we thought that we were into positive thoughts and answered prayers. But I think that as we began to evaluate business and evaluate our lives and parenting, we started realizing that there is something to these positive thoughts that even transcended beyond just the traditional forms of prayer and, you know, and becoming more intentional when it comes to um, the things that we desire or need in our life. Right. So it goes beyond, you know, a formal just, you know, dear Lord and, and, and prayer. It was actually what your thoughts are at every moment of your day when you're conscious not sleeping but when you're when you're at work when you're interacting with your spouse or your children or your friends or your coworkers, it's about how you respond to the things that are happening in your life right and the beautiful thing about it is is that if you are a christian or if you are a religious person or if you're not a religious person it could improve your life your religious life this way of thinking um, recognizing the power of thoughts, or if you're not a religious person, it just improves your life overall. That's Tapping right. into this universal principle. It's a principle that is out there in the universe. Right. This transcends religion. This type of thinking and what we're talking about today is not religious-based. This is, it's the, it's the principle of life like, um, like gravity. We can't see it, but we see the manifestations of it. Right. And as Christians, we believe that that comes from the divine being who we worship, which is God. But for those that don't believe in God, they cannot deny that there's gravity, just like you cannot deny that positive thoughts will still manifest the things that you need. Right. That same principle about the more you give, the more you receive. That's with everybody. it's, it's, It's one of those things where we really want you to understand we are not saying that this only happens to Christians. What we are saying is, just like gravity affects us all, um, the, the law of the more you give, the more you receive is evident us all. on everyone. It's the same thing with positive thoughts. Right. So when we were going along in our marriage and when we decided to now be more intentional, I started to look and I started to read what does it look like to live a life full of intentional positive thoughts and i came across a book called lucky and i can't say the word because you have to keep this clean but we'll it's, the, B it's word. the b word <laughs> so lucky b word and it was about a woman based out in london she was tired of her job she was tired of where she lived she was cold all the time it was rainy she had a nine to five that she hated And she was like, you know, I just want to live a life where I wake up in a beautiful bed. There's sun streaming. I get to go and dip in the ocean in the morning, do yoga, Mm. eat fresh fruit. And just take all day to explore my surroundings or sit on the beach and read. Like, who wouldn't want that? Exactly. So when I'm I'm reading in this book and I'm like, okay, well, I don't know how she's going to ever do that. And she said what she did was she got married. No, before she got married, she decided she was going to write down her ideal day. And so how she was going to actually experience that day was after she got married, which was a few months later, she decided on her honeymoon that she was going to have that kind of a day. After she got back from her honeymoon, she said, you know what? I don't just want this day for my honeymoon. I want this every day for my life. I mean, can you imagine that is so idealistic? You know, go on a honeymoon and then say, you know what? I enjoyed myself so much. 
Right. I want this every I day. I want a honeymoon every, every day. day. Like, every oh, okay. Day. You know, that's that's a time, that's an example where your parents turn to you and say, you know, you need to grow up. You know, money doesn't grow off of trees, you know, right. and try to wake you up out right. into reality. But she she went on this day and she said, I want this and this is what I'm going to have. That's right. So she specifically wrote down, she said she wanted to travel for six months with her husband for free and get paid 3,000 pounds a month in salary. She's English. And she wanted to be able to travel the world. So that's crazy. How could she think that she could even have something like that? Right. Getting paid, you get to stay places for free, you get to do it for months on end and take your spouse. Anywho, she decided that's what she wanted, so she put it out there. She started telling her friends, I'm going to do this. I'm actually going to go travel for six months, and I'm going to do it for free, and I'm actually going to get paid for doing it. Her friends were like, are you you crazy? (laughs) do Do you need some help? You know, she really surprised everyone in her life with how confident she was about that this opportunity was going to happen. Well, because she told her friends what she wanted, one day her friends actually, one of her friends actually told her, hey, uh, I saw this competition online. I was thinking when I saw this that this might be something you want. And it was a competition for a honeymoon type of magazine where they would pay for you to travel for six months. You could stay there for free. All you had to do was write a review of luxuri- <clears throat> luxurious exclusive resorts. And they were giving a salary of three thousand pounds a month. Wow! What? That is crazy. I mean, I can I can understand. I was like, whoa. Okay. When I heard that story, I was like, okay, you know, tell your friends. That makes sense because if you tell your friends, then it's easier for more people to see the opportunity. So that kind of made sense. But for the fact that there was actually this thing out there that was exactly what she wanted. And it gave the exact salary. Well, then now that's a little bit more than just practical. That there, there, there seems to be some divine universal principles working at hand here for her to have spoken this job that had first dreamed up in her mind and it was out there and she had no connection to it. That's crazy. And then to have the audacity to think maybe you could win it. Right. She had the audacity. She had the confidence Now, she explained in this book that this website was visited by more than 2 million people a day. Mm. A day. This competition was open for a few months. So can you imagine 2 million people visiting this competition per day Mm -hmm. for a few months? But it turns out only 30,000 people actually applied. So 2 million people a day, mm-hmm. but in total, 30,000 people applied. It, that to me is just crazy how many people do not take opportunities that are presented to them. Well, I mean, I, I totally get it. Like there's so many things that we look at and we're like, I don't. Yeah, that can't, I, that be, can't, me. That can't be me. That like, can't be me. So many people are probably looking at this that I, I will never get it. Like out of 30 million people, I'll never get it. So what's the point? That's right. That's right. And I, I can understand that. But somebody's going to have to get it. Why not you? Right. And, and that's and, what she said. And a lot of people, they, they have the same principle when it comes to everything. They, they say, well, there's so many people doing YouTube. Why, why should I do it? There's so many people doing podcasts. Look at all of them. There's no way that I can catch them. Oh, that topic is already talked about. Or this business. Somebody already has a candy cane business. So how can I have candy canes? How can I make it different? It does. We stop ourselves oftentimes because we are constantly telling ourselves so many people or this opportunity is just too big. I'm not good enough. Thoughts. Once again, where thoughts get in the way. Right. And out of those 30,000 people, not everyone did it properly. So then the competition was even cut down from the 30,000. One of her main points is that you got to understand that there is less competition than you think. Mm-hmm. Be persistent through your hurdles. There is less competition than you think. Because most people are going to talk themselves out of it. They are going to they're going to allow their thoughts to talk themselves out of it and say, I can't do it. And then if they and then the ones that actually go ahead and apply, like the 30,000 that went ahead and applied, 
there was a ton of them that just didn't even do it right because they still didn't believe that they could do it. They still didn't believe that they were going to be picked. So what they said is like they had the idea like, let me just throw my ring in the hat. You know, you can't. They'll say platitudes like you can't get it unless you put it out there. But they didn't really believe. So it, there must be something more to this thing than just kind of like just making a half-hearted effort in our dreams. That's right. I think that's an important point that the people who did not do it right did not really believe they were going to be able to actually win. Because when you really want to do something, when you really believe it can happen to you, you're going to put the time, the research, the effort into it so that you have the best chance possible. So true, because when you told me what it meant to really believe to this lady and you started sharing with me all the things that she actually did after that when she actually applied it just didn't stop there folks i mean she went deep she went real deep and it's just the funniest story right she some of the things she did was she immediately cleared her schedule at work she said i'm gonna be going on a six-month uh, vacation and the people at work were like what are you talking about you know, you can't just go off for six months. She said, well, you know, I'm about to go and travel. She hadn't won, guys. She hadn't even gotten in the top 50 or 100 yet. Right. She just cleared her work. She just knew that when this opportunity comes into my life, I have to be able to be able to go and do it. If she had not cleared her schedule, she could have won and then said, oh, how am I going to juggle this with my work? And right. oh, maybe I can't do it, actually. No, she anticipated that I'm going to win. And so I need to be able to have the mental space for it. So one of her biggest uh, tips is to make the mental space or in, and the physical space in your life for those opportunities to come in. So she so she's cleared her schedule, meaning what she. Well, what she did was she put in her I don't think it was a resignation. I think she just said I need to take a leave. OK, so she took a leave of absence from right. her work. Wow. Right. So she basically said, I'm taking a leave of absence. And, you know, that would mean that that was pretty bold because that would mean that the, the workplace would have had to hire somebody. Almost like when you um, when you're pregnant and you go on mat leave, you know, I know in Canada they will give you like nine months, sometimes up to a year or even more for maternity leave. But it can leave your job in jeopardy at times because this, the, the fear is, is that um, that when you uh, hire a, a temp, that temp could end up doing your job even better than you. And then, you know, if you didn't do your job very well. So she took she took a risk by saying, listen, I'm heading out. And she didn't just say it's not like a maternity leave where you could get sued or something like that for leaving. She told them I am taking a leave because I want to clear my schedule for this particular trip. Right. And for me to do this. And that's yeah. like her boss could have been like, what? We have work to do. Like, this is not, you're not, and he on was, he wasn't leave. supportive at all. Right. And then she also rented her apartment. So she, so she, so she took time off of work where she's not going to get, uh, she's not going to get a salary. So she can't pay any of her bills. And then she also, at the same time, rented out her apartment so that now she's not even going to have a place to live. That's no right. job, no place to live for at least a time period. Mm -hmm. She can't break the contract now. That's right. She made sure that she had the people she was renting to sign the contract the same day so that they would not back out. So she'd be homeless and jobless. That's right. <laughs> that's right. So so and that's one of her steps. One of her steps says that, you know, you can manifest opportunities, but you have to take an extra step to claim them. You really have to be bold. You have to take that bold have step. Have the courage. And have the courage. Yes. And that and then she started visualizing how it would sound when they announced her and her husband to be the winner. Congratulations, Mark and Denise. So what she would do is when her and her husband would greet each other, they'd be like, hi, Mark and Denise. Hi, Mark and Denise. Are you going to bed, Mark and Denise? And it sounds crazy, <laughs> but she just was trying to anchor her thoughts into these visual cues, audio cues, right. everything to visualize her dream. This was her dream and she wasn't going to let go. She put everything she got into it. Right. And the funny thing about it is, is just like how we started with our story, that this does not just work in the positive. This also works in the negative. So it's right. so important for us to realize that this can go either way. Oh, yes. And, and that happens to me quite a lot. 
which which shows you that I've, I've got a work to do with my thoughts. So for example, um, as you know, if you've been listening to the podcast, I was working as a nurse practitioner. And one of the jobs that I had was I would go from home to home. And I was very nervous about meeting all these dogs. I lived in an area at the time where everyone seemed to just have a dog. And I was, and it wasn't these little small, little fluffy dogs. No, they had these big, uh, mean looking dogs. And, and it didn't even, it wasn't even like it was in a low income area or even an urban area. It just was everywhere. I don't know. Something about Florida. They love them some pit bulls. <laughs> yeah, it was, <laughs> I wasn't going to say exactly what type, but um, I was nervous. It, the funniest thing is these dogs never did anything. They actually were quite well-trained. They were just, they were actually very um, pleasant and mm-hmm. friendly, but I had the fear. It was yeah. me personally that yeah. had the Rita fear. Rita has always had a fear of dogs. So, which is another story because I've gotten chased by quite a lot in my younger years. But anyways, I digress. So one time I was telling my husband, I was like, you know, I'm really tired of this. I'm constantly seeing these dogs. I'm so, I just, I can't take it anymore. My mind was on it 24 seven. So one time I had a client I had to go and visit. He said, hey, come over to where I work. He worked at a Meineke, which is a muffler place. And I said, oh, hun, I'm so happy. I know I won't have to worry about a dog because I'm going to a place of business. And, you know, I've never seen a dog at a muffler place, you know. So I was so excited. He's, I walk in and he was like, hey, um, come over here behind the counter. I'm just going to go and get something. Just, you know, set up your supplies. Took out my laptop. I took out my blood pressure cuff and I'm just doing my business and something catches my eye and I look down into my left and I see this cabinet door opening from the inside and I said what and out comes the biggest pit bull you have ever seen it was so funny (laughs) I it was like a cold feeling from came from the top of my head all the way down to my toes and I was like, well, you got to stay calm. And the dog came right up to me, sniffed my leg, and then moved on. Just sauntered around yeah. and went, went away and just, you know. But the thing about it is, is that you can't really appreciate this story unless you really know Rita. Like she <laughs> really is scared of dogs and she's scared of all types of dogs. No, and not unless they're mine. Unless, they're, unless they belong to her, but she's scared of all types of dogs. But in particular, if it's a Rockweiler or a Pitbull Pit or, or Doberman, Doberman Pinscher, one of those, one of those like mean dogs that are just built for security, and it, it's just it's just remarkable. First of all, that she did not freak out. But the no. funny part is, is that she really truly manifested that moment because she constantly I is talked about it. it. I thought about it before she even I worried went in about there. it. It was crazy, and then I was talking about it on the way in. Right. For she, that, she, she, but you would think that the pit bull would be outside because in a place of business like that, usually the pit bull is somewhere outside. You would never think that the pit bull would be actually in an office where all the customers were. Right. No. And then so, so when she got inside the office, she actually just she ran in the door. She actually ran from the car to the door and she was looking around frantically back and forth. <laughs> and when she got in the door, she felt so comfortable and so relieved. Like, whew. Now I just got to make it back to the car just in case there was a dog. It's not even like there was a whiff of a dog, a scent of a dog, a, a bark of a dog. No, just in case there was a dog. So when she got in, she felt so relieved. She felt so secure. She put her stuff down on the counter and just kind of. <sighs> yeah. While a dog is right at her foot and she doesn't know it. And it's a pit bull. Right. I mean, I was just floored that this is happening to me. So I pack up my stuff as as quickly without alarming the dog and alarming everybody else and I quickly walk out he sees me walking out now and he's like where are you going and I'm like uh you have a big dog in here a big pit bull I can't do the visit he goes why not it's just for my security I was robbed once and you know she's a very nice dog he's it only um is triggered when I say some code word and and he's (laughs) like my guard that didn't really help me because like he's still a guard dog Anyway, we ended up doing it in another room that the dog couldn't get into. But it was a lesson to me that I really need to stop thinking about it because it happened again when I was in Martha's Vineyard. I had seen people like walking dogs and like I had driven. We were going to get my nails done 
And I saw this man walking this huge pit bull. And I was like, oh, oof, I'm just glad I'm not going to the park around here. And then I go into the store and I'm, I'm in uh, the, the lobby waiting to get my nails done. And I'm talking with someone in there and we're just chit-chatting. And I hear the ding on the door. And I look up and it's that same man. The same man. And another huge, huge pit bull <laughs> on his leash. Now, the thing was, he wasn't even holding on to the leash. He was just like holding it on with between like two little fingers. And I'm like, why is this man in here? I know men sometimes get their nails done, but I just, I couldn't put two and two together. Like, why is he in here? He didn't look like the type. Why of all the nail salons here, why was he here? And again, had I probably not been thinking about it, talking about it, pointing that person out before I got in there, I don't know. Maybe he would have come in there. Maybe he wouldn't have. I don't know. All I can tell you is that I constantly see these types of connections right. when I negatively think about something over and over and over. So we we just really encourage people to make sure that you are manifesting positive thoughts because you can determine the kind of day that you're going to have. You can determine the kind of life you're going to have. You can determine the trajectory of that day by your thoughts. And so one um, particular writer says, visualize what you want see it feel it believe in it make your mental blueprint and then begin to build so it's not just that we're saying you know this whole idea of powerful thoughts thoughts yeah leads to feelings and feelings they lead to action so if you have a certain thought it's going to give you either a good feeling that thought depending on the thought or it's going to give you a negative feeling and if it's a negative feeling it's going to lead you to either a negative action or uh, inaction. And if it's a positive feeling, it's going to give you motivation for you to be able to do the things that you know you need to do. So thoughts are extremely powerful. But if you notice, it is the beginning point and it is the in throughout the whole thing, because not shouldn't you see it, feel it, believe it, make it a mental blueprint. But you have to begin to build based on that thought. Right. And because of Denise's thoughts, the woman who was going for this dream job, she knew that she not, she had to give it all she got. So she used a vision board to concentrate on and look at every day to visualize what it would look like. She wrote down her ideal day. She had positive thoughts. She addressed her husband as if they had already won. She made all the preparations for it. And when she actually got to the top 50, of all the uh, contestants, she wasn't surprised. And I don't think anybody in her life actually would have been surprised because they saw everything that she was giving to it. And so when she got into the top 50, she took it up a notch. She started preparing all her um, questions or answers that she could possibly think of from whatever interview now the judges were going to um, ask her. See. As she's going up the ranks, top 50 and top 10, she's continually, she's continuing to build on the positive thoughts through preparation. She's preparing to uh, answer the questions. She's preparing how she's going to address the media when she wins. She's doing everything. Right. And her husband is right there beside her doing it with her, right. which I think is an important aspect of the story. How much harder would it have been for her if she didn't have the support of if her husband? If she was husband? working against, yeah, her partner was working against. And that's why it's important that you sh you share your dreams with people that you believe are going to be positive influences on your dream. If you find that somebody is going to be a negative influence and they are, they are sort of like speaking against it, then it's time to distance yourself right. from those people. And it doesn't matter who those people are. You really have to begin to create some healthy distance from those people. Boundaries. Because, boundaries. Yeah. Because what they're going to do, even if it is someone that you cannot like not be around, like let's just say it's a husband or a wife and you know that you're not going to divorce over this issue and you're not going to, you know, you're not going to leave them and separate from them over this issue because they just don't believe in it. What you might want to do is create boundaries like, I would appreciate it if you, we don't talk about this. Right. So that at least you're not getting, you know, that negative feedback and that person is not putting their negative thoughts in it. Because this is really important that you, you know, you create those kind of boundaries. Yes, because you can't afford to now have to f use that mental energy to fight those negative thoughts. And a lot of times 
because people don't believe in themselves and they don't believe these opportunities can happen to them, a lot of times what will happen is now they want you to think that way too. Right. Don't think that you're any better than me, that these things can actually happen to you. If they can't happen to me, they can't happen to you. Right. And that's why a lot of people who have achieved success can actually speak a lot more positive is because they feel, well, if it happened to me, it can happen to you too. Right. So it's it goes both ways. That's why we really have to surround ourselves with people who are actually doing the things that we want to achieve in life. So for example, you want a healthy marriage, surround yourself with people who have healthy, healthy marriages. marriages. That's right. You want a job where you're an entrepreneur, get to know people who are entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. You know, be around people who will say, yes, yes, it happened to me and it can happen to you. Don't be around people who have gotten like themselves into all sorts of craziness in their marriages or relationships or, right. or, 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 or hate their job and then think you're going to get some sort of inspiration and support and affirmation for what you're doing. It's not going to happen. Right. Because by beholding, you become changed. And so when you're looking at your vision board, you're allowing your vision board to be one of your, your things of influence in your life. Um, someone once said that, you know, the top five people in your life is what's going to kind of determine where you're going to go. I know our parents said it in another way. They said birds of a feather flock together. <laughs> right, right. But, you know, it, you want to make sure that there are strong influences in your life that are leading you down that path and, and, and part of our education experience. I know we're so accustomed. Remember when we talked about old school, new school, we are so accustomed to that blackboard in the head in and in a, in a director. But real education is about experiencing. And so when it comes to family, if you notice, there's no real classes on how to build a family. There's no real classes on how to build relationships. But one of the most powerful classrooms for how to build a good marriage, one of the most powerful classrooms on how to be a good parent, one of the most powerful classrooms on how to have a family is having a family. It is being a part of the family, remembering what your father did with you, remembering how your mom treated you, remembering how you know you guys went on vacations and you did this and you did that. All of those are, are, are the classroom. And we, we kind of you know forget that that part of education is probably the most important, not what you can memorize, but what you experience. It gets into your DNA. It gets into your blueprint. It gets into your mind. So visualizing is such an important element to this thing. And it's not just what you see with your eyes and what you think with your brain, but now it's what you are building on. It's what you're building on. That's right. So in our own personal life, I've shared with you the negative that I've manifested and, and the um, incident with the car. But a few years ago, when I really decided that I really wanted to change my life, the first place I started was mentally. I said, I want to have a life where I wake up and I can work with my family. Yes. I can take the time to connect with them in the mornings. We all go and do our work together and that I can do it on my own time. I started really mapping out what kind of day I wanted. I didn't want a, a job where I had to leave the house if I didn't want to. I wanted a job where I can do it at any time from, from my laptop, from my house. And I wanted it to be something that could bring in a significant income, obviously. Um, but Because the thing is, sometimes some people think, oh, I just do this for the passion. That's what they say. They do their job and they just do it for the passion and they don't care about the pay. But for me, I had four kids. I have four kids and I'm married. It was important to me that it would bring in something that could really support us because I did not want to go to a place where my kids would look at me and say, well, great, you're living your passion, but we don't have any food. I didn't want that. Right. So I actually, that was something specific. I wanted it to be a certain income. And I actually talked to my husband. I said, this is how much money I want to make. And he looked at me like, you're crazy. What in the world? How could you even think that you could even make this money? And I had never made that money before in my life. I had given him a figure per month. I said, this is what I want to make per month. And he was like, all right, well, let's, well, let's think about it. Let's pray about it. And let's put our thoughts towards it. Made a vision board. I, I put up the house I wanted to live in. I put up the type of job I wanted. I put up our income. And gradually, these things started coming into our lives. Right. And I remember 
um, at one time before we, right at the time that we were starting our business, it was a pretty critical time. We had taxes that were coming up. Um, Rita was making a decision on, you know, whether it was time to like get, get either stop the medical company at this point in time, like, and then go full fledged into entrepreneurship. And at that, this point in time, it was a really critical time and we really needed to, to do something and how we utilize this visioning and everybody will do it differently because of course, like we said, it's a universal principle, but because we are Christians, we always implement it within the scope of our relationship with Jesus Christ. And so we're always praying and we are utilizing this visualization in our prayer life, um, teaching our children how they can use the imagination that God had put inside of their mind, not for negativity, because a lot of people use their imagination for negativity. You know, they want, they negatively will think or think about something that they should not be thinking about to, to get them through the day, fantasy or whatever the case. And that's not what we believe that our minds were made for. Our minds were made to do positive. And so we teach them how to imagine. And so during our prayer life, and we typically do this in the morning, we will close our eyes and while we will pray, we will also have some quiet time of reflection and meditation where we begin to meditate and envision and visualize the things and present it before, um, present it before God. And it's just remarkable what that did. And especially when it came time to start our company, we said, okay, there's a text in the Bible that talks about going into the closet. And Jesus says, you know, speak to your heavenly father, go into the closet and keep it private. And that's what we did. We literally went into one of the smallest rooms in our home. And we said, for this time period, we are just going to focus on this. And together we went into the closet and we shut the door because that was what the text said, go in the closet, shut the door. And as we went in the closet and shut the door, much like a story in the Bible that talks about a woman who had very little and she went to the closet with her children and they shut the door and they had this oil that they had borrowed from all their neighbors and they began to pour. Something dynamic began to happen. Something miraculous began to happen and it changed their life forever. And so one of the things that we want to encourage others is, is whether you're a Christian or whether you don't even believe in God, this is something that can really, truly change your life. We have experienced it for ourselves. We have shut the door. We have prayed about it. We have envisioned it. And our business actually has flourished. And but we have seen everything. But when you say everything. shut the door, explain that a bit. Because it means like you shut the door and then what, what does that mean? Well, in the, in the text, what that meant, shutting the door, was uh, there's a time period where sometimes you have to just draw away and, you know, be quiet and be able to focus. And shutting that door is kind of like shutting out everything else and being quiet and just really having that private pr quiet time. So for me, what that looked like was when I left my, um, my ministry at the time, pastoral ministry, and I had gotten away from, um, and I had left also my uh, family practice and we went out to Florida. I actually came off of Facebook. I came off of, I distanced myself from everyone that I knew except for very, very close family and friends. And I began to just really zoom in and focus in on some of the things that I needed to do to get my life back together because it's now starting back at, at, from, mm -hmm. from, the, from the beginning. And so shutting the door, I believe what it meant for me was that I am taking that one-on-one -on -one time in self-reflection. Uh, for me in particular, it was with my God and with my family. Um, for you, it may be with your thoughts and with your visioning and with your and with the things that you want to achieve. We got to shut out the noise. We got to shut out all the things that are distractions. We got to shut out the negativity. And so we encourage you to shut the door. Another thing that I feel that shutting the door was for us was we didn't tell really anyone what we decided to do because initially in the beginning, initially, because we wanted it to be. Um, something where we weren't going to hear other people's thoughts about what we should and shouldn't do. Right. And we didn't want any negativity. So we really didn't tell anyone, anyone. And some of the people who tell you negative things, it's well-intentioned. It's not like some of these people, it's not like they want to see you fail, but either they've never seen it happen in their life or they don't want you to make a mistake because maybe they've tried and they failed and they gave up or they just have never even thought 
that someone can go through all that schooling or have all that other opportunities that we had and then walk away from it. It, it just didn't make sense. There's a million reasons why people come to you with negativity. It doesn't always, it's not always malicious, but you still have to shut it out because as well-intentioned as it is, it can start to really play on your, uh, secure, your insecurities and your fear already that you are probably already battling. Right. And, and, but, but the point that we're trying to make here and we're trying to really reinforce to you is, is that this thing really works. I mean, the house that we're living in right now, I remember we drove through here. Me and Rita, we like to drive around and look at nice homes. And this particular area was just so wonderful, like beautiful homes with a lake around it, a pond and just, just forest uh, encircling around the back and just beautiful homes. Um, and frankly, to tell you the truth, at that particular point in time, we just thought, well, we've never lived in anywhere like this before, not even close. So at that time, we were thinking this is this might be out of our range, even though we were making the mm. kind of money that might we, be. Well, yes, we were right, making the money right. that we were, making the money, of course, but... we were definitely making the money. But but at that particular point in time, our credit wasn't at the place that it needed right. to be. And even with because making we the had money, been struggling for so many years, we just started making that money. Right. But even with making that money um, there, because you've never experienced it before, even with the money, you still think somehow I'm going to have another barrier again. It's negative thinking, negative thinking. And th th and that's the thing. When you have struggled for so long and lived in poverty for so long, even when you make money, sometimes you still have poor thoughts. And so mm -hmm. we were driving through this neighborhood thinking this is way above, even though we did have the money, but our, I don't think our credit was ready at that point, no, at wasn't. that point in time. It well, wasn't, we thought it wasn't, but it actually was. Well, because no, either it was either it we was did. or positive thinking allowed doors to open that that <laughs> needed to open, because I, I, that's what we're saying. Like, you don't have to necessarily have the credit. You don't even have to have the money. What positive thinking can do, what r having right thoughts and faithful thoughts can do, it can it can give you that one opportunity that you probably wouldn't even have had unless. So, you thought positively. So after we drove through the neighborhood, we saw that there was this house that was for sale. So we decided that we were going to come back for the open house, which was the next day. And when we came back, we realized that we had gotten it wrong, that that house wasn't actually the one that we were looking at was not the house that was for the open house, but it was the one across the street. Now, I looked over at the, the house across the street and I was like, oh, well, there's no way. I mean, maybe the other house, but not not this house. I don't think we can even like afford it. And so my husband and the kids were with us. They were like, let's just go in. Let's just look at it. And I, I was the last person out of the car because I really didn't think. See, what I'm trying to tell you people is that I am still working on my thoughts. So anyway, I was the last person to get out of the car and I go in. And I mean, I'm blown away. The house is beautiful. Right. The kids are running through the house and are walking Claiming fast through the rooms. house saying, this will be my room and this will be my room. And I was just like, well, this is nice. I didn't want to get my kids hopes up. And I was just kind of feeling, um, I don't know, just, just not that this is not, this is out of my reach. I don't think I could do this. And I remember talking to the real estate agent and she seemed, you know, taken with the fact that we had all these kids and we're, you know, we are like we're a young YouTubers. couple and, you know, and she was just like, oh, okay. Now there were other people there at the same time looking at this house. And my mind thought, well, they probably will get this house because they look like people who would probably more be the type of people that I would think would live here. And um, she was like, no, you know, you should, you should go for it. You should go for it. And to make a long story short, I, Merthel and I, I took a um, image off of Google for the house, mm -hmm. put it on my vision board. I started praying started about it. We started driving by. Start, we started praying about it, number one. Mm -hmm. We started going to, we came back the next day and we just kind of parked in front of it. It was vacant, so there wasn't like, we were, you know, scaring a family or anything. But we um, parked in front of the house and then we started praying for it. 
every day we would take some portion of the day to actually go to the house because we wanted and to pray for it because we wanted to drive as though we're driving into our home right driving started, in our neighborhood we started talking about this is the route we're going to take every day when we come back from grocery shopping and when we come back from whatever activities so we're we would doing. actually go buy groceries and then we would drive to that house first before right. we went to the house that we were in because we were going through the motions of what it would feel like right. in order to claim this home and this right. home would be ours and we'd be thanking God for it and just saying, thank you so much. I mean, right. it's like, we're so privileged to be in this neighborhood. Right. <laughs> you know? And then, but the, another very important point was that we actually went for it with the actual mortgage company. Sure. So we right. didn't stop with just our thoughts. We, we went not with just our thoughts, but our actions. We actually went ahead and we applied and, and, and although my thought was, I don't know if we're going to get it within three weeks, wasn't it like three weeks? Yeah. Within three weeks, the house was ours. Right. Everything went through with everything our mortgage, with I mean everything. I cannot, I, I cannot tell you how how excited it was to just see something that we had looked at, thought about, prayed about, and now it just it, the door is just flung open. Right. And so we've experienced that with our company, right, and our business. After we shut the door and we went into the closet and we just did it as a family within that month, our business had taken off and I have never seen anyone. I don't know everybody's story, so I'm just talking about ourselves, but other people that I have heard about doing YouTube, I've never seen them grow so fast as we grew in YouTube um, because we use that visualization. Um, getting that home that we did just so many things, the car that Rita talked about before, just various things. I have never seen things happen the way that they have happened. And we know that there is something to this visualization and making sure that we're positive thinking. It manifests the things that are supposed to be yours. It manifests the things that, that, um, that are a part of your, the plan that you're supposed to have in your life. Right. And there are so many other things that have happened since we've been praying and positive intentional thinking that it's it's it it just is become a part of our normal life now. When we talk about something and when we pray about something, when it happens, we're like, of course, of course it did. Right. <laughs> like right. we're doing what it takes. <laughs> exactly. And, and and don't get me wrong, we are not doing some sort of magic where we are able to create something. Right. And we're not we don't believe in that. We're not doing that. But what we're saying is we're yeah. opening up ourselves to opportunities to come to our life. We're not gonna block it through negative, negative thinking, thinking right. which which translates to negative actions. Right. Had I had kept thinking negatively, would I have gone for my house? No. Would I have, if I was thinking negatively, would I have done the research in order to start a brand? No. See, we moved from not just being YouTubers, but now actually yeah. starting different brands. Absolutely. And you have to believe in yourself when you do that because there's a million brands out there. What's going to make yours special? Well, I said to myself, why do I need to be at this point as big as Amazon or as big as Apple? I don't need that, but I can still create a brand that can witness or and that can actually be a testimony to others, but also um, entertain others and 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 teach others and and just actually be something that other people can look at and say, oh, I can do that too, because exactly. maybe maybe my whole point with entrepreneurship and the brand wasn't just for you know money and all that and even my family but it was also another step for someone else to see and say oh if, if the onyx family can do that we i can, can do, do that. that too right absolutely and that's what happened with mark and denise mark and denise the day came when they had to be selected and guess what happened the people said and the winners is mark, mark and, and denise, denise. <laughs> and then they came up and they basically did exactly what they had been practicing the whole time what they had been preparing for the whole time what they had believed in what they felt what they saw they just and when they were on the beach and when they started visiting all the different places when they actually got the job they were already prepared so they were really truly doing the very best and those people selected the best people because they had already been practically living that life already. They they already were visual. They were in, in their minds. They were already there. Right. And so when they did win, this was no surprise. And it was a far way away from her London apartment with the rainy season and her office job. 
but she was living what she was thinking. And there's just so many dreams that we have out there that we just give up on those dreams because we think, oh, it's just a dream, but you can allow your dreams to manifest. Your dreams don't just stay in your head. You can allow them to manifest by positive thinking. Positive thinking opens doors for you. It allows you to be patient enough to wait out for the right circumstance. It allows you to be positive enough so that you are the right person for that opportunity. So it allows you to also get that work ethic that you need in order to accomplish that dream. You right. wouldn't you won't be sitting there saying, "Oh, I'm wasting my time." No, when you think positively, you'll know that every moment that you put towards that goal is actively building it. It's actively bringing it into your life. It also allows you to move the certain people out of your life to create space for it. A lot of people, this is not just a principle for business. This is also a principle for relationship. A lot of people are looking for that right partner and you're holding on to the wrong person that is keeping that negative energy. And what it does is it allows you to clear your schedule, clear your space, clear those people out of your life. You cannot receive something new if you're holding on to the old. You cannot get that new job if you're holding on to the old. Sometimes you just have to be bold enough to do something different and to challenge yourself. So, so positive thoughts, the power of positive thoughts, it can go either way. It can either take you down the path of negativity and away from your dreams, or it could take you down the path of positive thinking and towards your dreams. It allows you to work just as hard for it as because you are manifesting it through your thoughts, through your words, through your attitude and in every way. That's right. So we just want to let you know that one of the reasons why we are here is to continue to motivate you to stay on that right path. Keep with your positive thoughts. If you are someone listening right now and you're saying to yourself, yeah, but it hasn't worked out yet. Don't give up. Don't stop. Right. Because there's no time limit on this. No. Positive thoughts does not mean things have to happen quickly and right away. We're giving you examples of things that did happen right away because that's the more salacious story. Ooh, in three weeks, you got the house. Sure. Ooh, in three <laughs> weeks, they got a car. No, there are things that, number one, have not happened yet in our life that we are choosing to stay positive about. Absolutely. And there are things that were years in the making that we are now finally seeing. So don't put a time frame on it. Don't put a time limit. Just be patient. Stay positive. You have nothing to lose. Right. And remember, your life is far more than money. Your life is far more than your occupation, your job. There's so many par parts to our life. So this positive thinking apply to everything because the Onyx life is about everything. It's about family. It's about your business. It's about personal development. It's about parenting. It's about your marriage. So, you know, I'm a product of positive words and positive thinking. My parents spoke it into existence when I was not doing what I needed to do when I wasn't living the way I needed to live. My parents used to speak that positivity into me and it would puzzle me when I would hear them say, you're going to make it, you're going to be this, you're going to be that. And circumstances just led to where I am today. And I know that that wouldn't have been possible without, you know, that whole positive thought. So I want to encourage you today. Wait, before you stop, I really have to really affirm what my husband is saying right now. He, from the time I knew him and his parents, they have always been affirming. You are going to be great, son. You are going to be successful. You are going to, you're going to do great things in this world. And not that my parents weren't speaking positively. They were always encouraging, you know, Rita, you're doing great. But there was an extra set of affirmation that I noticed with his parents and with my husband's parents. And that with that came a real boost of confidence that I saw him. I mean, I've never seen somebody so confident like my husband. He is very, very confident in life. And I just want to encourage us as parents that let's not only have positive thoughts about ourselves and our own lives, but when you do, when you see your children, even when you see them going a certain direction that you didn't want them to go, you, we really have to take the time more as parents to speak positively and affirm and declare and claim those things that you want for your own life, but also for your kids. 
because I've seen the difference. I've seen how not just great, you got that grade. Don't affirm just after you see the action that you want. Affirm even before then. Visualize where you want to see your child. Visualize the life that you want them to have because it will do wonders. It will do wonders. And I just could not understand why his parents were his biggest cheerleader. I mean, I love him and everything, but I couldn't I couldn't understand how it was even when even when at the time in his life when he was telling me about a certain time in his life when he was going the wrong direction that they didn't try to you know maybe shame him into changing or why they weren't like hey we're gonna i'm gonna take this away and i'm gonna do this and that why did they take the road of no we're gonna be positive and affirming and i've seen the result well i'd, I'd really I, I think that i'd really like to talk next about the power of words and in our next podcast, because they really utilize not just the power of thoughts, but they truly use the power of words. And so our next podcast, we promise that we are going to share with you how powerful our words are, how powerful our words are on ourselves, but all powerful our words are can be to other people. Um, there's books like um, that, like uh, winning friends and influencing people. So oh, how, to the, how to win friends and influence people. So mm -hmm. we want, we promise you, we're going to bring you the power of words. We thank you so much for joining us in the power of thoughts. And we trust and know that, and we're speaking it right now, that your life is going to be changed as a result of this podcast today and listening. And we are just so happy for you. And we're rejoicing with all the victories that you are going to receive because now you have been affirmed in the secret that indeed our thoughts are powerful. All right. So thanks for listening. Please join us again Monday through Friday. Show notes are found at onyxlife.com, theonyxlife.com. Join us on Facebook and on Twitter and on Instagram. You can find us. And we want you to go and live that Onyx life. Where change comes with challenge. See you next time.